Hi, I'm Hugo Monnier, and this is Hits Rugby. Hello and welcome to the Hits Rugby podcast. I'm journalist and Premiership Rugby commentator Nick Heath and it's my privilege to be with you to bring you a little closer to what Hits Rugby is all about. Now, uh, unless you've been living under a rock for the past 11 years, you'll hopefully have heard of Premiership Rugby's Hits programme. Their award-winning education and employability programme which works with over 2,000 14 to 18-year-olds across England every year. Uh, They've done some incredible work backed by funders Land Rover, Wooden Spoon and Comic Relief. So we're here at the 2019 Hashtag Hits Awards. Uh, It's a hive of activity, as you can no doubt hear, and shortly we'll hear from some of those who've benefited from the Hits programme. But first, we have some rugby royalty with us. Um, It's only the award evening's presenter, former England and British and Irish Lions winger, Ugo Monia. How are you, Ugo? I'm really well. That was really generous introduction. Thank (laughs) you so much. Well, it's always nice to give people a good start to start <laughs> off um talking about the hits program then it, it works to get young people who are not in education training yep. or employment to get back into education employment or apprenticeships um it uses rugby's core values to help it do this um just a reminder of those teamwork respect enjoyment discipline and sportsmanship what do those values mean to you mean everything to me I don't think they're just rugby's values I love the way they kind of dovetail between just like life skills and life values itself at the heart of it quite funny enough is the word enjoyment and what the game has given me more than anything some incredible memories but I got into it because I enjoyed it I didn't go into it with the mindset of wanting to become a professional wanting to do any of the stuff that I did I wanted honestly to make friends mm. it's genuinely the only reason I started I wanted to make friends and I wanted to have fun and I've certainly been doing that ever since I picked up a rugby ball age 13 looking slightly younger than I do now <laughs> a lot fresher face that's for sure but uh, but yeah just to kind of go back to the point there are there are life skills and when you look at the hits program itself hey if we get professional rugby players out of it it's amazing but it's to equip young men and women with life skills boosting their whether it's their confidence whether it's giving them communication skills or whether it's giving them accreditations and employment at the end of it that's what hits program really is for me you mentioned what rugby brought you or what you wanted out of it in terms of friends yeah with with those qualities what what through rugby have those those core values brought you uh, for me, it's given me a confidence. Um, I remember I, um, I, end, I learned rugby through going to a boarding school. I'm an inner city kid myself. Rugby wasn't played. I wanted to become a professional footballer for Arsenal. I wish I did. I'd probably do a better job than a lot of their back <laughs> four at the moment. Um, and, I, and I played athletics. But for me, it gave me an opportunity to actually stand on my own two feet. I was in a brand new circle. Um, being from an inner city, going out to the country, was probably one of three black kids at the school. Mm. One of the other ones was my brother, by the way. And I mean that not in an urban sense it was my actual blood brother <laughs> so um, for me it was an unfamiliar territory it gave me a huge amount of confidence gave me good communication skills um, and gave me a, a newfound respect not just for the sport for myself for fans for individuals for referees for everyone within it so um, it's given me a huge amount and skills which not only have I been able to learn through rugby but been able to carry on in my later life yeah and, and in this world you talk about the, the inner cities side of it and that's yep. a big part of the hits 
programme. Um, young people in these areas, uh, and in the country as well, obviously, can, can feel a little bit disenfranchised. They've got yes. in- Instagram and TikTok profiles yeah. to upkeep. It can, it can feel like quite a big psychological effort to keep on the right path, um, staying positive. How important is there for something like HITS to, to help guide young people to, to make better choices? Well, I think for lots of people, they come into the programme because they've probably had a lot of doors shut in their faces. They've probably lost a bit of self-worth and perhaps got got the thought of there's no light at the end of that tunnel and from watching lots of the VTs and I'm fortunate enough to know who the winners are lots of the the wordings and the phrase they're using is it was a family they took me in I felt accepted and that's amazing to consider I mean we often talk about rugby at an elite level the Rugby World Cup's going on the Gallagher Premiership's thriving but from great all the way down to grassroots and everything in between it can really capture the emotion the attention and transform people's lives it transformed my life um, and lots of when I, when I make that statement I think people look at it in a, in a real literal sense and they'll look at it through everything which is out there on Instagram and they can YouTube and look at some of the achievements and maybe some of the tries that I've done but I'm talking about me me uh, at the nucleus of me the core of me yeah. is generally change my very being um, it might be a bit more obvious in my sense but when I look at these guys and the other part of it actually just before I just finish is People come into the game because they're inspired by watching uh, Mario Toji, by watching uh, Owen Farrell. But handing out the award to these guys now, they now become the inspiration to those guys they want to idolise themselves. And I quite like how that's really kind of encapsulates what the HITS programme is all about. Yeah, and there may be, may be a theme of, uh, of that sort of ongoing inspiration as we speak to those people who've been directly influenced and, and helped and affected by the programme, uh, which we will do shortly. Um, you're going to be hosting the, uh, the Glittering Awards ceremony. Um, <laughs> new, new suit for the evening? I've worn this once before. It's an absolute disgrace, isn't it? Absolute <laughs> disgrace. Mr. Sartorial elegance. Come on. New socks, though. I had, oh, okay. I had, a, I had a genuine panic because I turned up. It was like <laughs> like it is these days. A tapered trouser, maybe just an inch short of my ankle, and I realised I'm on stage and I need a pair of socks. So I've had to head out and spend a bit of money on some new socks. What do you make them? Spotty navy? Yeah, print? I think I think they're working well. Hugo's doing the full three piece navy suit, and uh, and it is nice to see uh, a, an ex professional rugby player wearing socks rather than going straight for the bare feet into the loafers look um, Ugo thank you so much for joining us have a fantastic evening and, uh, and we look forward to catching up soon thanks a lot Nick cheers I'm very pleased to say that we can now hear from a couple of those who've benefited directly from the HITS programme. One of the four gongs on offer tonight is the HITS Young Achiever Award, supported by Wooden Spoon, recognising a young person who, by overcoming a range of challenges, has worked the hardest to progress on their journey back to education, training or employment. Now, before we hear from the HITS Young Achiever nominee, Exeter Chiefs Josh Screech, we have Gareth Williams, the Chiefs HITS officer, here with us. Now, Gareth, thanks a lot for joining us. Um, You work in Devon, incorporate local businesses and charities into your work I understand but so tell us right. a, tell us about the people you help and what HITS has been doing for young people in your area We've got a real broad range of young people you know, whether it is from those that are really anxious or those that are involved in crime in some capacity so I think to that how we've influenced our community it's really benefited our, our team and our young people you know, and so I think we, it is broad, isn't it? It is, it's, it's, it is such a broad range of backgrounds, experiences. So I think we've we've had different challenges over the years. Um, and like Josh, from where he's come from to to where he is now and where he's going, is an, a fantastic journey. 
Yeah, we heard from uh, from Ugo earlier about how rugby's core values are, are part of it all. How big a part do those values play in what you do? Oh, it's every day. You know, we we look at teamwork constantly throughout our sessions, throughout our lessons. You know, huge amount of talk about respect for each other is a massive part of our growth as a team. And, you know, that's a, a daily thing that we work on. You know, throughout our sports session, we do talk about sportsmanship. Throughout our lessons, we'll talk about it. You know, discipline, just to follow a set of rules, a set of boundaries. You know, nothing solid, but that we can work towards and work with. So there is a day, every day would be we work on our values. No, that's good to hear. And, and we've got Josh here tonight, who we'll hear from in just a second, one of tonight's Hits Young Achiever Award nominees. What's your, sort of, what's your version, your view of, of Josh's journey? Oh... I think from when, when I first met Josh, you, you, he's a likeable character. The moment you meet him, you know there's something, there is something special about him. But I think right at the start, you, even before you heard what he'd been through, there was uh, an edge, you know, quite angry at times and really impulsive, naught to 100, you know, in a matter of milliseconds. And to go from that where we, when we first met him to being a, such a valued member of the team, I trust him Im- implicitly. Um, no, a good friend actually, you know. So I think to, you know, well, that's six months ago. So to think that, to think where we are now as a, a partnership, as a, as a team, um, yeah. I mean, whether it's whether it's joining the local rugby team, you know, really going to get him helping out with our community projects with the community chiefs. You know, and to, six months ago, I wouldn't have said that. Mm. But to, to know that I trust him that much, that he was, he'll be a very important part of our team, I, can, I really can see him working well within our department in the future. So I think, yeah, what a, what a, what a journey. Excellent. Well, well, thank you, Gareth. Um, let's speak to Josh then. Josh, yourself, thanks so much for talking to us. How are you? Enjoying being part of an yeah, event like this? It's absolutely lovely. Lovely venue, lovely event. Looking forward to it. Looking very smart in your suit. Thank you very much. Um, we've heard a bit from Gareth there. You've been out of education for about five years, is that right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that. Um, I was even in primary school. My education wasn't well. I was just always troubled as a young child. Uh, could never focus or nothing like that. Like like Gareth said, I was a very angry young man. Um, and as I went into secondary school, didn't last a year. Just got myself in trouble, disrespecting teachers, uh, fighting. Uh, got in with the wrong crowd, and yeah, it just all went downhill from there. Really, I was just in and out of education all the time. It was never really settled. What was it then about the programme, about Gareth, perhaps that that got you interested in receiving education? where you hadn't been interested before it was I can honestly say it was the way that Gareth and Louis went around it they took their time with me they wouldn't push me they'd let me do it at my own speed um, I didn't work well in groups I benefit more from one-to-one and Gareth and Louis have offered that to me and it has made me come such a long way I wouldn't be where I'd be now if it weren't for them too yeah what, what do you think is the difference in, in you now as to, as to where you were when things weren't so great uh, I'm positive I'm happy I've actually got happy energy in me, whereas before it was always negative. I would six months ago, I'd, I wouldn't be doing this. No way. <laughs> and and obviously we know that rugby is a part of it. Is that is that 100%. something is that something that you you were or, or are interested in? Um, I used to play rugby as a young teenager, um, but obviously getting in with the wrong crowd, sports on it, it drifted off. And when I come to the hits program, they was like, you should try rugby again. Tried rugby, and now I can't go a weekend without playing. It's my passion. I love it. Brilliant. And, and those core values are, are still a part of... Every day. Every single day, yeah. Their rugby values are every day. Followed by them, you're going to be all right. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to turn around to yourself then 
at that time compared to where you are now? What, what would you sort of say to yourself? What you're doing with yourself, because seeing what I've got, seeing what I've become and seeing what I've achieved now to look in six, seven months ago is phenomenal, massively. I was, yeah. And it is an incredible time period. Um, and, and where would you like to go? What, what do you want to do? Where, would, where, where do you want to be? I would love to do something with rugby, 100%. Um, if I was even playing, maybe one day, that's a dream. Um, but ultimately, I would love to work with young people and be able to, I'd love to be able to teach young people rugby, to play the sport you love and to be able to give what you know to young people is something I've always wanted to do. Obviously, being a troubled young child myself, I just want to give back. I just want to give back because I feel like I've been through the majority of it and I, just, I wouldn't want to see anyone else go through it. We wish you the very best of luck tonight. Thank you very much. Gareth, just, just to come back to you for a moment, how important and, and, and how, I don't know, how regularly do you, do you hear that sort of thing that Josh mentions there, that actually because he can now inspire other people having been in that position himself, it, it, it's probably quite powerful to, it's, it's to bring on. It's part of our, our team at, 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 at Chiefs because we, we've had people that have been with us six months a year and new people will join us and we've talked to Josh about it today and you know, new people have joined us in the last week or two but Josh and others have been able to welcome them and speed up that process where we, they know how anxious they are they know how they feel so they can share their experiences put them at ease and take them under their wing and and the difference it makes you know people that might want to come in for an hour or two just to get a taster want to spend the rest of the day and join us for good so the the team the young people are they are our biggest uh, asset asset. they are the people that keep people there that's what makes it sustainable so you are such an amazing team you're finishing each other's sentences Uh, it's it's, it's absolutely brilliant listen guys thank you so much Josh Gareth best of luck with the uh, with the awards tonight and uh, and in continuing the programme thank you very much thank you Our final guest is shortlisted for the Champion Award, uh, supported by Comic Relief. And I'm delighted to say that we can be joined now by nominee Natalie Sexton from Harlequins. Natalie, thanks for joining us. Um, Are you excited for this evening? I'm very excited. Yeah? Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Hopefully winning. There we go. (laughs) But fingers crossed. Tell us what the HITS programme has done for you. So I joined about a year ago. Um, Didn't really know at the time what I wanted to do. Um, so I was a youth worker and then a connections worker at Hounslow came to me and was like, I've got this for you. So I said, OK, I'll take it. Um, I took it at the time. My tutor was amazing. So I suffered from depression. And I, at the time, I just wanted to quit. I didn't want to do it. Um, and then it, I just sort of let me do it. I can get somewhere with this. Mm. I can go places. And here I am today. So it's been yeah. a big, big part of me. And, and to give those who are listening a bit of an insight as to, as to where you came from into that HITS programme, I understand there were sort of family issues that, that were at play that, that made life fairly challenging. Yeah, so at the time I had a lot of issues with family, um, sort of just rose above it and just thought it, the decision's there, he's made it, so I just carried on doing what I was doing and obviously he's my, my dad, so I still, mm. still care for him, but I just realised that there's no point sitting on dwelling on the past might as well just keep going and don't stop yeah and and you lost your nan who i know you were close to as well so a sort of a series of events involving your father and and then losing someone close and and i think you sort of mentioned to me just just a moment ago before we started recording that 
yeah. that you were almost sort of sat there going over and over it in your own head and, and it was needing something to, to look forward to or, or something else to do that, that made you move away from that? Yeah, so it was sort of all the time it was happening, I was only working like four till seven um, and I'd, I'd realised during the day that I was just sitting there, not really, just keep, keep going on in my head and my head and mm. I thought, this is not good, I need to get out, be doing things. And then it arose that the Harlequins had this opportunity and I took it and got an apprenticeship, so here I am. Yeah, and, and did, did Harlequins mean anything to you before? Do you, are, you, are you a rugby fan? Had you heard of them? So I actually wasn't a rugby fan. Um, I was more like a football person, yeah. so I supported Man United. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I sort of... I used to watch rugby now and again, not all the time, yeah. when England were playing. Harlequins, I didn't really thought I was like oh they're just a club down the road um, but I'm in it now and it's, it's amazing I wouldn't change it for the world Rug- r- rugby's opened up this world to me that I never knew existed um, so yes pretty good what do you think therefore having benefited from from what some of the hits program has brought you why do you think it's it's so important uh, I think the support that you have from the staff there and not letting you quit and just keep going and going and going um, I found that very important to me because at the time I didn't, I didn't, I wanted, didn't want to do anything. Mm. I just wanted to quit. Um, but by going there every day and knowing I could make something out of it, and it's just pushed me in the right direction. That, and that's what I needed at the time. And when you say going there, what sort of things were you doing with those people on the program? Uh, so, sort of mainly coursework. Um, some days we'd go to the gym. We would go out and play rugby, like just game of touch. Um, so it sort of opened up a new world where I can go out and do these other things that I never knew I could do. It's, it's amazing. And so the apprenticeship that you've been introduced to then is opening up a world of, of PE to you? Yeah, so the apprenticeship is just another level. So it's just my level two qualified coach, rugby coach now. So I got it's a new world of going into schools and coaching and changing making an impact on people's lives and if they want to quit i'm not going to let them quit so it's going to keep get them go and go and go so it's made a it's made a huge difference in my life because i've learned a lot suffering with depression and that i sort of know that it's not like you just can't quit you have to just keep going and going and going and that's i always reassure the kids if they're having a bad day come and talk to me and we can just carry on and it must be quite inspiring for them knowing that you come from a place of having experienced what it might be like to feel like they do if they don't feel motivated, they don't feel like, like they want to bother, but, but you can say to them, look, I was in your shoes once and, and, and therefore that probably makes a bit more of a connection. Yeah, so uh, some of the kids know, not all of them are, say that I've suffered from depression, sure. I know what it's like and don't want to get up every day and you don't want to do this and you don't want to do that. But it's then just reassuring the kids it sort of makes an impact on their life that someone similar ages are going through the same thing as you but whereas you can just you just have to keep going and going just to make sure that you come out on top at the end yeah so i think it's made an impact on a lot of people well it certainly certainly comes across in talking to you um final question then are harlequins going to be a top four uh team at the end of the season uh, <laughs> possibly there we go possibly no. excellent Possibly. I like the fact that you've, uh, you've sat on the fence there. Um, yeah. Listen, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your experience, and, uh, and best of luck tonight. Thank you. 
Well, that's it from the Hits Rugby podcast. If you know of anyone who might benefit from what the Hits programme might have to offer, well, Google search Hits Rugby and you can find out what's going on in your local area with a chance to sign up and get in touch with your local Hits officer. Uh, my thanks to Ugo Monia, Gareth Williams, Josh Screech and Natalie Sexton. Uh, also to Land Rover, Wooden Spoon and Comic Relief for their continued support. Keep upholding rugby's values. Keep up with the best in English rugby on premiershiprugby.com. It's goodbye for now. 